0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the In For A Penny podcast. My name is Mark Schoffman, I am a freelance personal finance journalist and I'm joined, as ever, by my financial planner friend Joshua Gersler.
1: Hello, everyone. It's nice that you introduced me as your financial planner friend.
0: I want to make it clear, our relationship is both professional and personal. And unprofessional. And unprofessional. <laughs> Very nice. Um, so Joshua works for the Orchard Practice. He talks about it all the time. They're a financial advisor firm in Hertfordshire. And you can find out more about him at www.topfs.co.uk. And also myself, if you want to find out more about me, come and ask me in the street if you see me or go to www.cavendishcontent.com This is the first
1: episode of a six-part series on mortgages. Episode 1 is about the home buying process. Episode 2 is going to be about the mortgage process. Episode 3 about deposits and loan-to-value. Episode 4 is all about the difference between interest-only and repayment mortgages. Episode 5 will be about the types of rates, fixed rates and tracker rates. And Episode 6 will be the advantages of using a mortgage advisor.
0: Sounds good. It so should be. Hopefully by the end of the series, people will have a better understanding of the mortgage and property market yeah which is important i think so it's often said that an Englishman's home is his castle but it's pretty difficult to get on the property ladder because house prices are pretty high mortgages can be the mortgage deposit can be quite big to save for yeah so there's a lot of barriers and also a lot of people don't really understand uh, if you want to get on the property ladder um, unless you've got rich very generous parents or a big inheritance, you're going to need a mortgage. Um, but before you even get to the mortgage stage, you need to find the right property. So this episode, we're talking about the home buying process. Yeah. So what 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 would you say is the first step?
1: I think nowadays, the first thing that everyone tends to do is go online onto two websites, either Rightmove or Zoopla, because they seem to have all the properties listed for sale. Yes. When you uh, bought your house, which how long have you been in your current property? We've
0: been in our current property for... Eight years. And
1: how did you go about finding that? I'm actually that? going
0: to go against what you've just said, because we got as from a neighbour of my wife's parents. That's why us. I said nowadays, you're yeah. talking about eight years ago. <laughs> eight years ago, my in-laws knew someone who lived here, and my wife had always said she wanted to live in this house if the people ever sold. Okay, And they happened to say they were looking to sell, Okay, and we got a good opportunity. Yes, yeah, so as you say, most people will go through the portal, such as Rightmove and Zoopla. There are some others yeah. on the market. Is an emerging... One, that's um, trying to be a rival to yeah. the other two. So
1: I think people go online and they put they search via various methods. Some people search by the area they want to be in. Some people will put uh, that they're not fussed what area, but they know the type of amount they want to spend. Some people will put the size of the property, I think. Um, but the, the good thing on these websites is you can filter it for all the different search criteria.
0: And Some of them even will let you put in your affordability criteria, such as um, how much of a mortgage you can afford, and they'll sort of tell you the type of property. I think Zupla does that.
1: Okay, I haven't seen that. That sounds interesting.
0: A lot of people in the past have flocked to London as a place to live. It's obviously where a lot of the jobs are. There's a big concentration of people, but also it's where the prices are quite high. Do you think people need to look more realistically when they're f- looking for their first property? Not
1: really. I think people just need to look for the area they want to be in. And if they can afford it, fantastic. If they can't, I think they'll pretty soon uh, find out. I remember when Mrs G and I were were looking for our first house together, our first property together when we got married. And originally we thought we'd quite like to live in West Hampstead, which, as you know, is sort of northwest London. And once we saw the prices there, yeah. we thought we'd go and live in Mill Hill maybe. And once we saw the prices there, we settled on uh, Boreham Wood. So we're moving out and out and out of London. Yeah, further out. It'll uh, be
0: up north soon. We,
1: we may well. We may well do. Um, once people have found a property, then what do you see as the the next step? Uh, sorry, found a property online.
0: Most people will have to go through an estate agent to go and arrange a viewing. So if you're using Right Move or Zoopla it'll probably the listing will show who the property is on with who the estate agent is who's selling it so you'd have to either email or phone them to arrange a viewing
1: yeah so what's a viewing
0: a viewing is when you go round and look at the house yeah i think that's uh, that sums it up there's some services now uh, where if you haven't got time to view a property you can pay people to go and look for you and then they give you the feedback okay
1: that's pr- that's quite an interesting service it's a service called
0: viewber okay and viewber also- Uber. is that
1: a play on uber
0: i guess it is yeah and also some companies now some estate agents are offering 3d kind of virtual reality i've seen foods.
1: those over are interesting yeah. actually
0: so you if you if you have your own headset they just give you an app to download and you just go and you Headset, and then you look for the the comfort of your own home.
1: I think, though, until you actually go and see a property, most people, when they buy a house or a flat or whatever it may be, it's the single biggest purchase of their lives. So, to rely on an app or someone else is is very uh, risky. It
0: is risky, but it's a good way of whistling down because if there's a lot, like if you're a student and this is more for renting, I guess, but if you're looking for somewhere to rent, there's a lot, there may be a lot of choice. And if you could just look at I don't know, five virtually, and then you just choose one to go and you kind of make your shortlist from that.
1: Okay. So you've seen a property. Seen a property. You really love it. You love it. The estate agent's driving you mad. He's told you, or she has told you, that we've, oh, we've had seven offers today. You need to make an offer quick. So what's uh, what's the offer process? How does that work?
0: The offer process is you, well, some agents, uh, first of all, won't let you see a property unless you have a mortgage in principle because they'll want, because the agent, you have to remember, is working for the seller, really, because they want to sell the property and get a decent commission. Uh, so they'll only want to introduce buyers who they know can actually finance the purchase. Yeah, I think
1: that's a very important point there you make for any new or first-time buyers, that the estate agent is acting for the seller. So as much as they will be nice to you, remember, they uh, earn their money from selling the property.
0: So you'll go to see the property, and you don't have to make an offer on the spot. Sometimes it's you. Know, it's good to go away, have a think about it, look at what else is on the market, compare prices, and the agent, as you say, will probably phone you, hassle you to make an offer to see to get some feedback. And if you're happy, yeah, it's good to good to make an offer. Don't necessarily go for the asking price though, because you can.
1: So so let's uh, t- t- tell people what are asking prices.
0: Asking prices. So that's the price of a property is listed at.
1: So that doesn't mean you have to pay that. It's not like in a shop where they say this T-shirt is. Nineteen ninety nine, 99 or this car is my new car, so you can negotiate as well. can negotiate cars. This bar of chocolate is 50p. Yeah. It's just an asking price for you yeah. to discuss.
0: Exactly. And a lot of um, agents will say a property is only worth what someone will pay for it. So you can have... That's correct. A street where your neighbour may sell their property for £800,000. So that doesn't necessarily mean your property is worth same amount
1: yeah correct although most people value their own properties higher than their neighbours that's true I can tell you from when I have uh, meetings with clients and when I say to them what's your home worth the first thing they say is well the neighbours or someone down the road sold theirs for x amount of pounds and ours is a little bit nicer so ours must be worth an extra 50 100,000 whatever it may be so you make your offer to the agent
0: make your offer to the agent so by law the agent must tell the seller of any offer
1: i'm not convinced that always happens no
0: that's oh it should happen but obviously i think yeah, there are a lot of complaints about offers not getting passed on or maybe not being pushed as well as they could be
1: i find that this part of the mortgage process i th- i think is very opaque okay uh, not sorry not the mortgage process no, sorry yeah that. they uh, got mortgages on the brain this part of the house buying process i think is very opaque and i'd, I'd quite like to see a lot more openness in the offer negotiating stage, I'd like to see something like um, some sort of like eBay-style system, where not necessarily that it's all uh, computerised and uh, behind funny screen names like Mark Hoffman, so no one knows it's really you, but where it, you can see you can go online and you can see there has been an offer made on this date yeah. by bidder number one, for example, and then you can make your offer accordingly.
0: Some of the online agents, like Purple Bricks, I think allow you to do that because they will manage everything online. They don't have high street branches or they don't always have a sort of dedicated agent. You'll have to do everything through sort of call centres. So you're saying it.
1: as a buyer, yeah. I can go on and see that other people have made offers. Oh, on- you wouldn't be
0: able to see other offers, but you could, no, you're right. You could sub- You can only submit your offer.
1: Because I am I'm, I'm got a bit sceptical in my uh, old age or middle age. Um, and I don't think agents always play by the rules and tell you the truth the amount of times that i've heard the agents um the client say to me i made an offer and the agents told me that oh someone this morning has made exactly the same offer you're going to have to go higher it can't have happened it's too many times to happen for it to be uh, more than a coincidence is
0: that because the agent is trying to do the best for their client and get yeah, a higher correct.
1: which is great but I, I find that potentially they are lying about that fact so yes they want to get the highest sale price for the clients but you've got to do it honorably and honestly so I think I'd like as I said, I'd like to see some system where you log on, you put in your bid, and then there's a there's a chain. So you can see I've made an offer on this date, it was rejected, I've made a higher offer, or the reasons why it was rejected. So for example, you could put in there, I'm a cash buyer. So if, that, if anyone's not sure that means you're buying the property with money, you don't need to borrow. Um, and if someone else has made the same offer and they've said I've got a mortgage, you can see why yours might have not been accepted.
0: That's a good idea. Thanks. Trademark Josh Gersler or yeah. the In For A Penny podcast. Yeah, well, we'll, yeah.
1: we'll split the trademark between us.
0: <laughs> it's interesting you say that because the government has recently, well, as of the beginning of July, well, the middle of July... Um, 2019. 2019 okay. uh, unveiled proposals about regulating estate agents.
1: I no, mean, they are regulated. I just think yeah, it's not a proper regulation. Like
0: qualifications and more kind of re- requirements on... Yeah, it should be. ...transparency. So I think if if the agent was at a set level, like financial advisors, they had to have, a, have minimum qualifications, yeah. it would make, hopefully, a bit more professional. It could. Um, I mean, it won't get rid of the
1: problem completely because there are always uh, crooked people out there, whether it be financial advisors, state agents, journalists. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but it's great that they're, they're starting something. And If they want us to consult on it, the government, they know where to find us. Well, we at infra- penny just... Pod one
0: <laughs> On Twitter, yes. So you made your... Um... Offer.
1: Let's, so it's been accepted.
0: It's been, woohoo! Congratulations! Thank you very offer much for been accepted. Now you are in the sold subject to contract phase.
1: Okay. What does that mean? Because that means- does
0: your offer not mean that it's done and dusted? No. Okay. Because now you need to start the conveyancing process. Right.
1: Okay. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> you should have asked me the question.
0: <laughs> so once, once you've got your offer, obviously you've seen the property, but you haven't actually seen the property. You've sort of been in and you've seen the lounge and the the rooms and everything's been presented nicely, but you haven't necessarily looked at the structure and you don't know what's going on.
1: You know what, actually, that reminds me, when my wife and I bought our current house, we went to see it about five times, which is quite unusual because most people make buy their house after seeing it once or twice. Yeah. Um, but the house we went to buy was in a bit of a state. It it had tenants in, in and out for a few years, lots of animals in it. Um animal Like tenants. people have pets, people okay. like not, not animal tenants. How you rent to an animal? I don't know. Um, and I looked, I, I'm not very uh, visual. So I looked at this property and I couldn't see how it was right for us. But my wife is quite creative like that and quite visual. So she yeah. had to take me back a couple of times to say, yeah. this is how it will work. This is what it's going to look like.
0: How many times did your wife have to see you before she decided?
1: I think it's probably love at first sight. <laughs> <And for laughs> I told you, you she's a creative. So I needed to be taken back to see her again uh, and again. <laughs> <yeah>. to... <laughs> Okay. She doesn't listen to this podcast anymore, I'm, I'm told. You tell? No, yeah, well, because uh, my mum was at my house earlier okay. and she said, uh, she said, oh, Mrs. G, you've been uh, mentioned in the podcast a couple of times. She goes, oh, I haven't heard it for a while. <laughs> so uh, we'll see if she ever mentions this. Okay. So, yeah, you need... um Conveyancing. so... So that is basically the legal process for buying a property, That's isn't a it?
0: That's the legal process, but it's not actually... It's, you also need a survey. Should it be a survey. First? We don't actually.
1: Have, if you're buying it without a mortgage, yeah. there is no legal requirement to have a survey. Oh, so really? But sensibly, you should.
0: You should have a survey because a survey actually is a bit where that will show you what the property is like. So you can. There's a couple of different types of survey. Three types. Three types. You're going to tell me. You want me to tell you? Because so, otherwise, I'm going to have to go Well, there's been
1: it. two. There's there's two main types of survey, but so there's but there's three types of things you can do. There's a valuation. Yeah. So, so that's it,
0: basically what your mortgage lender wants to do, isn't it?
1: Correct. Usually, just for a mortgage lender, there is a home buyer's report. Okay. Which is a in-depth report on the property, and there is a full building survey where they go okay. into a lot more detail and get more structure, uh, look at more of the structure of the property.
0: Which one of those do you think you should do?
1: If you are buying a house, yeah, then nine times out of ten, I would say a full building survey. But so when yeah. you're spending hundreds of thousands of pounds, yeah, on a home, I think it's worth spending a few ex- a few hundred pounds extra just to get the full comfort of a survey. Um, if you're buying a flat, normally a home buyer's report is sufficient, and the, and the and the valuation I probably wouldn't ever just go for a valuation. Normally just if you are remortgaging, but we're, we're going to talk about mortgages in another episode, aren't we? We
0: will. So you'll get your survey and at the same time a conveyancing process, similar to the survey i will look at the structure of the building. The conveyancing will look at kind of the legal issues that may surround your purchase. So if you're on land that um, shares right of way yeah. with a neighbour, so you could have people who are allowed to walk across the back of your garden if it's sort of a shared garden or backs onto a park or something. So there's things you want to be aware of, or like if the back of your land is owned by the railway company, so you may not be allowed to extend onto it, that sort of thing.
1: Okay, very good.
0: So you get that in, and then... Go on. So you get your conveyancing in and your surveys. Sometimes... Cheers! (laughs) Sometimes... These. I'll
1: interrupt you there. <laughs> I don't know if that noise came through on the uh, on the microphones, but you have provided a lovely whiskey this evening. Yeah, I thought
0: if we drink whiskey and talk about the property buying process. Yeah, what are we drinking tonight? This is Accentoshin. I'm sorry, I, I wish you better. Accentoshin <laughs> is a single malt Scotch whiskey that is triple distilled. Some say it's, it's natured ancient. in the first in the finest bourbon cases I think actually you, sorry, no,
1: if you read the bottle carefully it oh actually says goodness. matured, well, matured. <laughs> I mean people really? know that I make fun of your grammar already, presenteeism um, but yes that says matured uh, if you are listening to this please drink responsibly
0: yeah that's only one whiskey that's amazing um, conveyancing conveyancing so
1: the solicitor is, is basically doing all the legal work aren't they that's the yeah. conveyancing making sure that your purchase is contractually sound
0: yeah so they may come back, and your survey may come back with potential issues that could cost money, and that may help you negotiate a lower offer price. Yeah. So you'd go back to the seller and say, "Oi, there might be an issue with this." Property. I mean, I'd probably try a different oh, approach. It. Well, it yeah. Yeah, how would you do it? Well, Yeah. Yeah. Oi, how would you do it? So I'll be the seller. Hold on. Do you want to do it on the phone or not? Or yeah. Hello, hello, door. Mr. Seller. You didn't even phone me. Ring, ring. Hello, Mr. Seller. I Haven't even answered the phone.
1: Hello? I'm fed up, I've tried you twice. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Seller.
0: Oh, who's that? What's the accent? I don't know, I can't do accents, i just it's, it's Mr. Buyer. Hi, Mr. Buyer.
1: I've just had my survey back, and apparently the roof on your house is falling down. Nonsense. Well, I'll show you here. I've had an independent... I
0: can't see. This is a phone call.
1: I'll send you an email. I've had an independent chartered surveyor show me that the roof is falling down. I'd still very much love to buy your property, but they've told me it's going to cost £20,000 to repair the roof. Oh, my goodness. Don't panic, Mr. Seller, Okay, I don't expect you to cover the full £20,000 bill. I've got an idea. Why don't you pay £15,000 worth of it? Or better still, why don't you reduce the buying price by... or the sale price by £15,000?
0: I've come back to you, son.
1: Thank you very much, okay. Mr. Seller.
0: That's an interesting call, and also interesting that you're buying a property and you're called Mr. Buyer, and he's called Mr. Seller.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was that is the point of role-play. We, we made that up, that's not actually... How much actually, of this ochentoschen have you had?
0: So the buyer would negotiate, but often you, do it, you can do it through yeah, the agent. Yeah, you do it through the agent. So yes. it all
1: gets agreed, yeah. everyone's happy, yeah. this is the price, yeah. then the solicitors will then extra, uh, give... A contract to you weren't they yes so both solicitors will get given a contract yeah and they will when everyone's happy you'll sign the contract and then you'll exchange contracts so people might have heard the term exchange, exchange yeah. that means at that point you are legally bound to buy the property and to sell the property okay um, just a point for any new listeners out there when you do exchange contracts it's important to put your buildings insurance in place because if for whatever reason something happens to the property between exchange and completion you still have to buy it so make sure your buildings insurance is in place for exchange
0: there's one issue that sometimes happens before exchange yeah Uh, especially i think if you have unscrupulous agents yeah is uh, gazumping yes uh, sometimes you can be going through this process and then if the agent has left the property on one of these portals, like Rightmove or Zoopla...
1: Which they're not supposed to do, are they, once, once an offer's been accepted? You, ask,
0: you should ask them to take them off once you've had an offer and you're, once you've accepted an offer as the seller. Um, but often, if it's left on, a buyer will phone up the agent, say, oh, I'm really interested in that, and then um, they could come back with a higher offer than what you're currently negotiating. And that could mean Mr. Buyer's sale suddenly collapses.
1: Also, what also as well, even if there's not another offering, sometimes just before uh, exchange, as you said, the buyers might call up and say, we've decided we're going to offer you less money. We were going to pay you £500,000. We've decided we're only going to pay you £470,000. You're left with a decision at that point. That's sort of the uh, 11th hour. Do you accept their lower offer or do you say no and find another buyer?
0: Now in Scotland, they have a different system. Yeah. So for all our Scottish listeners, yeah. they'll know... Oh, I, don't know. That I think once you've made an offer, technically that's le- I think the offer is legally binding.
1: Correct. I don't know the exact legalities yeah. of it, but my understanding is the same as yours. That an offer is legally binding. So let's assume the exchange goes well. I mentioned something called completion, so what's that?
0: So you'll have an exchange and then the complete... So once you at- at exchange, usually you'll set a completion date for when the... Money will be transferred and the property will legally be transferred into your name. So that's where the conveyance to earn some of their money as well because they've got to finish off all that legal, the legal side, the and what, legal transfer. Yeah. And you'll get your, once you complete, you get given the keys, don't you? Yeah, you get given the keys and any sort of Woohoo! land registry documents. Yeah. And then you own. Happy days. Congratulations. Congratulations. Please invite us to your housewarming party.
1: I think that pretty much covers the house buying process at a high level. Yeah. Hopefully, our listeners have found that. Useful and interesting. And on next episode, we'll be talking about the mortgage process.
0: If you do have any feedback on this episode, any questions, uh, please do feel free to contact me at mark m a r c at cavendish dot or leave any comments on iTunes or via Twitter at pod one.
1: What's your Twitter? If they want to get I'm to you I'm at direct. Mark oh, Hi, hi at Mark Schuffman. I'm at Josh Gersler.
0: And also, you can leave comments on Podbean. And i don't mind if
1: anyone's got any questions i don't mind if they want to email um if you do you give out your email address
0: i just did just before yeah
1: i thought you did yeah mark with a c yeah. so i'm joshua at topfs.co.uk if anyone wants to send in any questions and we can try and cover those uh, either via email or on the show
0: but for now that is the home buying process and that thank you for being
1: in for a penny